Hello, and welcome to the Alternative Podcast, coming to you from San Andres Island. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now here is Pastor Eddie with this week's message. Okay, all right, I want to invite you now to open your Bibles as we go to Luke, the Gospel according to Luke. As you all know that for the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about how the birth of Jesus Christ has disrupted the religious and the political system of his time. This week, I want us to focus on how the birth of Jesus, I would rather say the coming of Jesus, because Jesus has already been born, lived, and died. And today, we celebrate not only a day that he was born, but today we celebrate the fact that he came. So I want us to look at how his coming um, disrupted the social structures of his time as well. For that purpose, I want to invite you to turn to Luke chapter 2, and let's go to verse number 10. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 10. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 10. If you have it, say amen. amen. If you don't have it and you're waiting on the screen, say, Kesha, please have mercy on me. But um, just give her some seconds. She's trying to get things under control as well. So let's go to Luke chapter 2, verse 10 through the verse 12. Um, I'll read from the New International Version. Um, so it reads, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for some people. Okay, all right. I see that you are following me. Verse 10 says, For all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. To you, he is the Messiah, the Lord. That in the original language would be the Messiah and Lord. Jesus is not only the anointed one that came to liberate the people as they had a political leader that they were looking forward to liberate them, but Jesus is also Lord. He's the liberator, but he's Lord. That's how it should have read or written. In verse 12 it says, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Let's, let's look at verse um, number 10 and again and let's read it uh, again as we read it. Verse number 10. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. For all the people. Let's start this morning on the subject. If you are taking notes, let's start on this subject. What a news. What a news. Let's pray as we go before the Lord at this hour. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, that you will give us strength and that you will give us good news for all of the bad news we have been hearing here on the island of San Andres. Death, murder, violence, corruption. All of the bad news that we have been exposed to as a people. I pray, Father, that today you will bring good news to us. Not only good news that will come, but good news that will empower us to do what you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, I pray. And the church of God says... Amen. What a news. 
I believe that the news the angels shared with these shepherds was so impactful and so powerful to the point that it affected and empowered these shepherds to do certain things that would actually cause them to disrupt some social norms and standards at the time that they were living. These shepherds um, were so impactful and their lives were so changed and, and empowered to the point that they decided to take some radical steps in light of the news that they have heard. In other words, the shepherds, they heard a news and they did not sit with it and just say, I just heard something. They actually did something about what they heard. And I like it because it shows that this shepherd, they did something particularly in verse 15 at the same chapter 2 of Luke, that they got up and they said, we need to go to Bethlehem to see this great news that we have heard about the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that means that it was going to have some social and financial repercussions and implications, not only on them as shepherds, but for the people that hired them. Because in the first century, with these shepherds, they would be hired out in order to go out in night at night and work for the big people them that had money and they would protect and they would keep the flats them at night so that thieves when thieves would come because that time they had thieves too not only right now where they bust into people's houses and people businesses like supertodo and these supermarkets but they had thieves as well because shepherding at that time and flat wearing had a lot of money and fill a lot of pocket so these shepherds would be out in the night to protect and to keep these uh, flats of these people. And these shepherds, when they heard the news, you know what they did? They got up and they went out to Bethlehem and they said, you know, I don't care if um, socially I need to stay here and protect these um, um, money people and uh, business. I don't care about that because I have received a good news and I have to do something about what I receive. You know what this is showing us this morning, church family? That these shepherds, they did not care as much as they did care about the business. They did not worry about the business and the social norms and the social repercussion that would come against them. They only cared about what they heard. What they heard and the message that empowered them was so powerful and significant for them that they were willing to get up and do something about it and they were willing to even leave behind the business that they had in order to follow Jesus. Can I tell you something, church family, this morning? I want you to pay attention to what I'm going to say to you this morning. To get to see and follow the Lord, at times it will require from us to jump over and break some social rules and social norms in order to be able to see Jesus and worship Jesus. Sometimes to follow Jesus... Sometimes to follow him and his leadership, it will require from us to jump over and to break some social norms and rules that say to this shepherd, you need to stay behind. You can't come into the public space. You can't participate in the different things that your society they are participating in. For them to be able to see Jesus, they say, you know what? I know what the rules said. I know what society said. But what is important to me is to see Jesus. 
And listen to me, nothing in the world should be much more important than to worship and to see Jesus in our lives. And whatever we need to change, we need to change it. And we should be willing to change. That's why I can't understand when we said that I have been changed by the gospel and the gospel has changed my life, but yet we still stuck with the same old life that we had. Look at these shepherds. These shepherds were willing to jump over the social standards and rules and regulations that prevented them to stay behind. And they said, you know what? My life has been changed. Therefore, my situation must change. You see, a lot of us as well as people, we see that God has, we have the spiritual experience. We have the spiritual power. But yet our situation continues to remain in hell. There's no change to our social situation. There's no change to our social crisis. We continue just waiting for God to come and bring from heaven what he has already empowered us to do. So this morning I want us to look at some social norms that these shepherds break in order to follow Jesus. In order to see Jesus. You ready for it? One I think that I noticed from this historical, we're going a lot of history today. And we will not find them literally as we read it in the scripture, but I will bring up the history behind these scriptures that we just read. One of the things that they break was the social discrimination. The social discrimination. Why? Because these shepherds would be people that would be um, discriminated because of the way how they look. Like our brother right now, just the way how we look, all we look at him and he's making nice and he's doing things like that. Because we look good and we smell good and he don't look good probably and he was working and he don't smell good. He can't be among us. This was the same thing that was happening to these shepherds. Social discrimination. But these shepherds realized that I don't care if I stink, if I smell bad, I know that I have had an experience with Jesus and I'm going even if I stink, even if I don't look good, and even if you discriminate me, I'm still going. Yeah. Yeah. I even smell a sheep. They were prevented and these were Jewish shepherds. They had rights to participate in the religious um, aspects of the community. And guess what? Because the way they um, look and the way they smell and the occupation that they had, guess what? These own people, the religious leaders, discriminate against them. Stay outside. Let me prove it to you. One biblical scholar by the name of Craig Keener said in his book, he said, this narrative would have challenged the values of many religious people. Who despised shepherds. Shepherds were kept them from participation in the religious activities of their community. You see that? Just because of the way how they look and the thing that they did. You see, a lot of times we discriminate people because of certain things that they have done or they did. And we don't want to have anything with them because of what they are doing. This same thing was happening to them. But thank God for Jesus coming. Thank God for the king. Because Luke is writing to his good friend Theophilus, who was also discriminated because he was a Roman um, soldier in a high rank position. And he wanted to um, know more about Jesus. And the religious leader said, you can't know about Jesus because you are a Roman and you are a soldier. And Luke write to them and said, listen to me. We have a Lord in Jesus Christ who will disrupt social orders and norms in order to welcome everybody. 
So imagine how empowering and liberating um, Theophilus must have um, um, reacted as a result of what he heard Luke was writing to him and telling him, you also are welcome at the table of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Saying, hey, don't let nobody despise you. Don't let nobody reject you because of your occupation and condition. So when time we read now verse 8 and verse 9, we need to read it in light of this context. What verse 8 and verse 9 says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flats at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Listen to this. The society rejected them. The society despised them. But the angel visited them. Do you see the dynamics? The society, the community, and the religious leaders rejected and despised them because they were doing all kind of nasty things according to their view. But Jesus said, I come to you as well. And I'm going to send my messengers to you as well. Do you know what Jesus is saying to them? Jesus is saying this that I want you to understand. When people reject you, praise God. Because God accepts you. See, sometimes we reject what God is using and who God is using. But we need to come to the realization that even when people despise and reject us because of what we've done, today God is using us for his glory. So God does not discriminate. Even when they were discriminated, God did not discriminate. And so God is showing us that he does not discriminate people. So hear me, family. Whatever that situation may be in your life, whatever you think is your status socially speaking, whatever is your condition socially speaking, maybe people may reject you, but thank God he does not reject you. That means you can come to Jesus with whatever mess you have. You can come to Jesus even if you stink. Yeah. Even though you are shutting up. Like when they say when, when you go a bush and you see some fast people coming. How you do and you're there, you're there, do you do do? You sit down and sit down in a hand and try to find out the same. Even if this thing, maybe people look at it and say this thing. But when you come to God, God says, I don't care if you stink. I don't care if you're sour. I don't care if you're arranged or bitter. God have mercy upon you. Yeah. That's why you can come to him. That's why you can come to him. Bring your mess. Hey. And what if people talk about your mess? Bring it. People can't change you. But Jesus can change you. So bring your mess. Because Jesus is not going to discriminate you. In fact, this is the argument that Luke is making throughout his book. When you read the book of Luke, again, Luke is trying to tell us people that have been beaten down by life that we have an opportunity just like the big one then. We are not discriminated. So that's why, listen to me, as wise as people, we should stop from thinking less about ourselves. Because God don't think less of us. I bow back and since I can't. No, 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 come with me with that. As long as you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you can burn in a crab hole. You are important and valuable to Jesus Christ. So stop thinking less about yourself. Now, people can come and make life here. You can make life too. Because this belongs to you 
as well. Why? Because Luke shows in Luke chapter 14. Let me give you an example. In Luke chapter 14, and in verse 12 to the verse 14, and then verse 21, how Luke was trying to empower the people, them that were considered sinners, that God come in Jesus Christ to bring you into a new reality. Listen to what it says. Then Jesus said in verse 12 of Luke chapter 14, then Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or a banquet or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters or your relatives or rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back and so you will be repaid favor for favor. Verse 13, but when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will... Although they cannot pay you back, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus always go after the dumb children. In verse 21, Jesus continued to uh, illustrate and said, The servant came back and reported, Hey, but the rich, they did not want to come to the banquet. They felt themselves too important and superior. And listen to what the servant came back as he reported to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring who? The poor. The crippled. The blind and the lame. Jesus always welcomed. He welcomed the rich and he welcomed the poor. That's why the church of God should be made up of our colors and our people. Because he welcomed us all together in his house. So if we understand Luke's gospel correctly, we should never practice discrimination against each other. We should not discriminate each other as brothers and sisters. How many of you ever heard of a man by the name of Michael Jeffrey Jordan? No? What about Shaquille O'Neal? Okay. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Jordan is they are regarded as the greatest or one of the greatest basketball players to ever play but did you know that Michael Jordan was rejected as a basketball I mean like the greatest player arguably the greatest player to ever play he was rejected by his coach in high school because he had my height and he was skinny I never had the muscle to play so they discriminated against Michael Jordan, teacher. And Shaquille O'Neal, they call him, I want to use the Creole, big and wawa. He was bigger than everybody else, taller than everybody else. And every time he hold the ball, he bought out of the hand. He couldn't even score. But today, he's regarded as one of the most dominant basketball players to ever play. Listen to me. In Spanish or in Castellano, they have a phrase, nadie sabe, na only para que trabaja. Pero lo que tiene, hasta que lo pierde. We never know what we have until we lose it. Listen to me. What and who we discriminate today may be what and who the Lord uses for his glory. Amen. I remember my grandmother telling me something like this. What you throw away today may be what you need tomorrow. They rejected Jesus. They rejected Paul. They rejected Michael Jordan. They rejected Shaquille O'Neal. But God used them to establish his glory. Amen. Never despise the little. Because the little make a muckle. 
So we need to embrace the little and we need to experience the little. So the first thing these shepherds were empowered to overcome is the social discrimination. But secondly, you know what they overcome? The social exclusion. In this culture, social exclusion was a commonly practiced along with the social discrimination, especially to shepherds. But in Luke's gospel, social exclusion was not only practiced against shepherds. But Luke's gospel shows that social exclusion was practiced against women and people who have sinned that were following Jesus. That's why sometimes I look at people and when they, when they look at they start make the Bible this and the Bible the other thing. The Bible got some story we don't want to listen to. But it shows the reality of life. Because let me give you an example. Mary was the sister of Lazarus and Martha. And Mary had an experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. And Mary said, according to the social status of hospitality at that time, when somebody, a guest would come, the women, they had to be locked up in the kitchen. And when we come to Luke chapter 10, right on this scripture reference, I really want to get home. And verse 38 to the verse 42, Mary decides to heck with these social rules. Jesus is here. Be going in a room. No. Mary come at the feet of Jesus that was reserved only for male disciples. Mary said, this Jesus, who is the king and lord of the universe, who created all things, I want pizza that pie. And I come in. I don't care if you call me name. I don't care if you exclude me. And guess what? The very sister Martha, instead of encouraging, not Martha over here, you know, Martha, instead of encouraging Mary, I said, go ahead, my sister. This is the Savior. This is the Lord of life. This is the one who come from darkness and in, to bring light. You know what Martha said? Girl, get up. Go in the kitchen. Martha get upset with Mary and started to curse her out. And Martha said, Girl, get serious. Get tighter than Wangla. You are not doing the correct thing because society said you should be excluded from the opportunity to have an experience with Jesus. But Mary didn't care. So listen to me. Stop put excuse when people say this or say the other thing. In fact, we put too many attention to what people got to say. We need to go beyond what people got to say and do what God called us to do. If you want to see Jesus and if you want to experience Jesus, go against the norms and the rules and do what God called you to do. And stop care what people to say. That's why we stop because of that, you know. I don't want to make a business because this one won't be my say this and my say the other thing. Well, people want to talk if you do and if you don't do. So you do. All right. What about Zacchaeus? Who knows Zacchaeus? Luke chapter 9, 19, verse 1 to the verse 10. This man was a, a betrayer of his people. This man did all type of things against his own people. And they were crucifying this man. And Jesus come and sees Zacchaeus, saw Zacchaeus from afar. And Jesus said, you who are excluded, the man could not even get among the people. Not only because he was short in statue, but because he knew that the people then would point finger at him. He didn't like it. But he said, you know what? I'm going. And Jesus said, hey, don't 
excluded. I'm coming home to you. And Jesus said, prepare things because I am going to you. And you know the people, instead of the people, they start to celebrate and say, Zacchaeus don't have a relationship with God. You know the people decided to say, what do Jesus? How oh, Jesus will hang out with the sinner. But look at Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. Verse 9 and verse 10. Listen to what Jesus said. Luke chapter 19, verse 9 and verse 10. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said to him, Salvation has come to this house because this man also is a son of him. <laughs> you may treat him as a shepherd because of what he did, but he belongs. So we should not exclude people. So here's the message of Luke through the angel. He does not exclude people for their sins. But in spite of our sins, he welcomes and includes us to be transformed. That means when God comes into our life, he does not leave us the way he finds us. He leaves us different than the way he finds us. But let's look at verses 10 in chapter 2 through the verse 14. And let's look at the inclusion language that we find here in verses 10 through the, verses 10 through the um, verse 14 in chapter 2. Look at the exclusive language. The first thing you notice here is this. It says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of what? For what? Even these shepherds. Remember the... For all the people, you remember these shepherds, they were not meant to listen to the news, but for all the people. But that is the only thing. Look at verse 11. In Gaba can say, hey, today in the town of David, a savior has been born for our people. But let me get smaller here. To you. To you. To you. To you. To you. To you. <laughs> you see that? Jesus is for our people, but he had special attention on the shepherd, and he had special attention on me, a sinner, a person that done this. So you can name all your past and put it up and say, I can't this, and me can't. Jesus said, I don't care about your past, but I come to you now. This is the language of inclusion that I don't care your past, I don't care your mistake, I don't care if this man, your cousin, your mama, or your sister, your father, whoever your cousin, but Jesus is right here, right now, to you. But hear me now. Hear me now. When you come, don't stay in your situation because you are rejecting his grace and his mercy. Don't stay in it because he has come. To you. So verse 12, he always said, this will be a sign for you. Verse 13, he said the same thing. And then verse 14, let's go to verse 14 and listen to this news now. One angel came, verse 8 and verse 9. Verse 13 through verse 14, not only one angel came, but many angels came. And listen to the song that they started to sing. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor, meaning salvation. You know what this shepherd was saying to this, uh, this angel was saying to this shepherd? You are favored by God. My goodness, we should be prince and princess. We should act as that. So the message is this. The king has disrupted social exclusion. Paul echoed this also in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 through the verse 13. Let me read that fast for you, and then we go over to the last thing that I want to talk about. 
Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Listen to what Paul said through the verse 13. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Verse 12 said, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ. And listen to the word that he used here. Excluded from citizenship in where? And foreigners of the covenants of promise without hope and without God in the world. But, <laughs> not that kind of but you think about right now, you know. But now in Christ Jesus. You see, look at the past that he described. Look at the present now. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. In Jesus, it doesn't matter the sin or the current life. We are included and we can experience his grace. Social discrimination, social exclusion. But let's look at something else. Social restriction. Social restriction. The social standard that had a restriction and condition who the Lord would speak to. The religious leaders believed that only God, only them God could speak to. The shepherds were not credible source according to the first century documents. A man by the name of Josephus, he was not a Christian historian, but he wrote a long, rich history about the Jewish people. And he wrote about how they were practicing social restriction against people like the shepherds. And Josephus tells us in his writing that when time God come and when this situation come, the uh, religious Jewish leaders believe only them God could speak to them when they would go and make the sacrifices annually. Only that time God would speak. But listen to what happened here in verses 16 to the verse 18. The Lord spoke to the shepherds and said, go and tell him message. Listen to what happened here in verse 16 to the verse 18. Chapter 2. So they hurried or i want you to underline that word in your uh, bible verse 16 so they hurried off and found mary and joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger when they had seen him they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were what wait the culture value said uno should be quiet keep your mouth shut what changed for them? The gospel. When Jesus come into our life, he empowers us to do the very things society says that we can't do. When Jesus come into our life, that's why I can't understand we as Christians that say we are filled with Jesus and filled with the spirit of Christ and we have Jesus, but yet we live stuck. That means that the gospel is only powerful to change me from my sin. But it's not powerful to change my entire life. Because in the verse 6 when he used the phrase hurried in the Greek New Testament, it's a phrase that means that they got up. That they were not thinking, Lord have mercy. The priests were going to kill me. These business people that I'm working for, they're going to destroy me. Lord, I can't go. I won't go. They did not find an excuse. They did not find any excuse. Why is it that we as people, we find excuse for everything? 
And yet we wonder why we are in this situation. Meaning that when Jesus comes into our life, he changed not only our old ways, but he empowers us to continue to change things around us in which we are participating. That means that we, when we participate in any other thing, socially speaking or politically speaking, we can bring change. In fact, we should bring change. So hear me, you know, rise up, people. Hear me, you know, our people. No man live stuck and stagnated in what people got to say or the social values around us. Let us be like the shepherds. Let's get up. If we have to change some habits, let's change it. If we have to change some practices, let's change it. But no make we stuck. Or I should say, stop make us stay stuck. Because Jesus give us to change and start with to Jesus come again to change us. Lord, change this situation. And Jesus is looking on us and say, but I give you the Holy Spirit to change the situation. Lord, come down. Uh, so they say, uh, come down. They say, no, old man, they say, used to pray, come, uh, look down, but no, come down. Or something like that. Jesus already come. And then he gave us his Holy Spirit. So while we are waiting for Jesus to come again to change this, the next time he come in, everything will change. <laughs> but he's not coming to change something that he empowered us to change. He come already and give us his spirit in us so that we can change it. So no make we find excuse. Whatever we need to change today, may we start to change it. And let's, let us do like what the shepherd did in verse 15 of chapter 2. Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They got up of the condition. They got up of this situation. And we said, enough is enough. Palante, palante. Ahead, ahead. Because God has given me the power and empower me to get up. So how many of you will make that confession today? Let's read it together. Luke 15, Luke chapter 2, verse 15. And make this our confession. Luke chapter 52, verse 15. Let's read it together. When the angel had left them and gone, the shepherds said, Let's stay here. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. You know, you say, God never take them and kill them. <laughs> God could not do that. But they had to make a decision. They have to be determined. I am going to get up. No, I am addicted to this. But God, today, I am going to get up. Lord, I know that I'm overwhelmed. But God, today, I am going to get up. Lord God, I know that I'm struggling. And I know that I can make a lot of excuses. But today, I am going to get up because I want to see Jesus. And if I remain here, I can't see Jesus. Every head bow and every eye closed. Who wants to make that decision today? If you are stuck or you feel yourself stuck and you know that God has changed you, I have good news for you. God gave you already what you need. He empowered you to overcome that addiction, that problem, that situation in your life. 
He has given you, he has given you his spirit already to bring the changes necessary in your lives. He has provided the gospel so that you can get up and go straight to Bethlehem to see what has been told unto you. So if you feel yourself stuck, problem at home, problem in your life personally, I want to let you know good news that came to the shepherds is also available to you as well. Get up. Touch somebody beside you right now. Don't look at them, but just touch them and pray for them. Get up. Tell them again, get up. If you are discouraged, get up. If you are disappointed, get up. If your, your heart is heavy, get up. If you have sinned, get up. If you have committed a mistake, get up. If you have failed the Lord, get up. Name whatever that may be, get up. Because the king has come. And the king is here right now. Get up and go see the Lord who has been born and is right now in Bethlehem. You too can. So don't let the social orders and norms stop you, but disrupt it. Father, we pray right now. We pray that you, through your spirit, would remind us of the empowerment through your Holy Spirit that you have given us already to get up. Not to stay stuck with our situations. Not to remain in our circumstances. And not to be afraid as the shepherd were afraid. But Lord God, by the power of the message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ coming into our situation, help us to get up. Help us not to look at our situation as bigger than our God. And that it casts fear in us but that we will get up through Jesus Christ. For Paul said to the church in Philippi, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. So Lord God, strengthen us because you have given us what you, uh, we needed already. Strengthen us by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Father, help us not to get discouraged, but to find the grace and the strength to move forward. Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message has allowed you to hear from the God who loves and redeems you through His Son, Jesus. To hear more from The Alternative, subscribe through your preferred podcast app. We would love to connect with you. You can follow and contact us on Instagram or Facebook at the alternative underscore SAI or watch past messages at youtube.com slash the alternative underscore SAI. Have an awesome week.